Hola, hola, everybody. Welcome back to the Dos Amigas Project. We are. <laughs> project, <laughs> podcast. I always mess that up. We, when we started this project, we started it as the Dos Amigas Project. Um, but then a little bit later, we decided to change our name back to Dos Amigas Podcast. We just felt like it identified ourselves a little bit better. But welcome. We and are, it flows better. Yes, too. it does like, flow better. Dos Amigas Project podcast was a little bit too much of that was piece in there. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we feel like podcast definitely flows better. So yeah, welcome to our first episode of a live podcast. Yes. Um, before we were kind of pre-recording and you know getting our podcast out there every Thursday, but we decided to try something different, as we mentioned before, um, bringing it to you live. So we're gonna be raw, unfiltered, and kind of just you know, talk from the heart without, yeah, without any much. editing, yeah. without editing, we kind of want to be more real. Um, the subject that we are bringing you here today is very dear to our hearts, like we mentioned before. Um, yeah, go yeah. On, talk a little bit about our episode today. Yeah, so we are super excited for this episode. We thought, um, Millie is the one that brought this idea to me to um, do our episode live, and I was like all nervous, but I thought that, I just told her that I felt that it would be a better way for, that I liked it because it would be a better way for us to connect with you guys. And the, that connecting with you guys was one of the main reasons why we started this podcast. So, um, this episode today is bringing us back to our roots of why we started this podcast, like kind of what brought us together. So as you guys know, Millie and I um, uh, met each other being roommates, um, like we were roommates. And one of the things that we bonded on was that we were both Mexican, um, just like many um, Mexican immigrants, sorry, just like many people in the United States. I think there are, what, 44 million immigrants um, in the United States, not only um, of Hispanic descendants, but like from everywhere. All over the world, yeah, yeah, from all over the world, which um, is just amazing. Like, we just, uh, we love living in the USA because it's what people call the melting pot of the world. Like, there's so the many. The land of opportunities. Yes. And I think that's, you know, one of the main reasons why so many people come to this country. Um, besides, you know, like what they see on TV, they've always heard like America is the land of opportunity and we definitely feel that way that that statement is true. Yeah, I think so. Um, so today we wanted to bring you guys kind of like, uh, a backstory of our immigration stories, um, what our life has been like living here. Um, you know, the difficulties we faced, uh, just, or also the opportunities that we have, um, uh, I guess, como se dice, like that we've been given um, from living here. So yeah. yeah, that's kind of what we wanted to share with you guys today. And we hope that you guys really enjoy this episode. Um, yeah. So the episode's name is called Nidiaqui, Nidiaya, which means neither from here nor there. And that is a quote or a statement that I feel we both, it really resonates it with does, us, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, being that we um, are Mexican, but we're living here in the States, um, it's always been kind of a struggle. I would call it a beautiful struggle. Yeah. Like my immigration yeah. story really is like a beautiful struggle of kind of finding our place here in this country and also being able to keep our Mexican roots, being proud of them. It hasn't always been easy. It has been at times a challenge, but overall I feel like it has developed us into the women that we are today and because of that I feel like it's made us more stronger I think so yeah more resilient to um 
you know, the, the things that we do just because of our immigrant background and where we came from. I feel like it's definitely shaped us into the women that we are here today. But that's not to say that it was always like this. No, <laughs> uh, it's been a, it's been hard. It's been hard. Like, you know, um, we've both ha had to go through immigration processes, which have not been fun. We're still dealing with those things. And, and even with the pandemic, I feel like this is a perfect, we started this podcast and it was just such a perfect opportunity it for was. us to kind of bring light into um, the struggles of immigrants living in the U.S. With the pandemic, if you're not an immigrant, you might not know this, but the government shut down. Yeah. You know, there's um, paperwork that had been submitted, um, applications, things like that have been put on a standstill. Um, for months, they were. Uh, some appointments for immigration weren't even given. So many things have, this pandemic has really impacted the immigrant community. Um, but a lot of people, you know, don't really care or don't really uh, know of it because, because they're not affected by it. Because they're yeah. not affected and it's also something that's not really portrayed in the media. Yeah, A lot true. of people, a lot of Americans get most of their information from the news, you know, Fox, Nine News and all of that. But let's, I feel like that's why social media is such a great um, platform that we, all of us, you know, we're able to use our voice, share our personal share experiences, all of that. Yeah. And that way, at least, even if one person can at least relate to us or try to understand us, I feel like that's, we've done our work there. And that's kind of like why we made this podcast, because a lot of the things that we go through are not really portrayed on TV or in the news. So a lot of people have a misconception of what an immigrant is. Um, when people say immigrant, you all, a lot of people relate that to something negative. Yeah. You know, when you mm -hmm. tell someone, an American or someone that's not familiar with immigrants, the first thing that they might think is illegal. Yeah. You came here you know, illegally. You crossed the border. Illegal, like, criminal. Um, terrorists. There is so many negative um, words, stigmas related to the immigrant. And I feel like that's why we want this platform to express to our viewers and to our friends and to our family and everyone like the struggles and the opportunities that we've had in this country and also to share our stories and hopefully someone, you know, some little girl that's growing up um, as an immigrant doesn't feel so lonely like I did at some point in my life. Yeah, and you know what, when you're saying about the media portraying a certain like uh not sharing everything about what being an immigrant is or whatever it even reminds me of what i've been through my own friends or like not obviously my close friends do know but even um just people that i know from back home they all like most of them didn't even know that i was here on a work visa they all thought that i was american that i had papers that i was here and so every time like what i'm going through right now with my work visa and not being able to leave the country they're like what Oh, I thought you were American. Like, so it's crazy. Like, just even my own people, you know, they don't know everything that's behind it. So it's really cool. Like, this platform that we created has been so amazing to be able to share those parts and, like, to see because, you know, kind of like, you know, both me and you love Instagram and love taking pictures and, um, Obviously, like we've talked about before, Instagram is a highlight reel of your life. Like, I only post on Instagram my pretty pictures, my fun pictures, all my adventures. So, everyone back home thinks I'm living like this amazing life and just the like, American dream. Yeah, the American dream, dude. And so, when they don't know that, you know, the things that I've had to go through 
to get to where I am. So um, yeah, I'm just so happy that we were able to create the space for us. Um, yeah, do you want to, should we go ahead and share yeah. a little bit of our um, stories? Yeah. Um, so Cynthia, and, and again, going back to the point where some people even, our own family and friends don't even know um, the real story yeah. or the real reality of what is going on. Um, you can be an immigrant, by many ways, you know, you there is um, the legal, the girl um, in search of that American dream, in search of a better future. Um, but again, it's different because I had absolutely no say, you know, yeah. and that is the reality of a lot of immigrants in yes. this country, especially millennial immigrants that are now, you know, are young adults and at sometimes they feel confused or they feel um, frustrated because people sometimes look down on us um, because they feel like, oh, you don't belong in this country, but we really had no say if we belong in this country yeah. or not because our parents brought us here as children. So um, yeah, my family moved here to the States back in 1996 or so um, in search for a better future. Uh, my parents came here with no money, uh, no knowledge of the English language, um, came into a already segregated neighborhood in the United States, you know, with Latinos, black people, minorities, um, high crime, um, seg under, under founded education, funded. under uh, funded um, school systems, you know, the American dream that we were looking for um, the first couple of weeks or probably months, my parents were probably thinking like, what the hell <laughs> yeah. are we, you know, doing here? Yeah. Um, and to that, I just think like, I think back and say like, wow, like my parents did all of that, probably because back home things weren't so great. Like imagine who's going to want to come to a whole different country where your culture is different, customs, morals, um, expectations, all language, like everything is completely different. That just tells you like how bad sometimes yeah. things yeah. Mm -hmm. can get back home. And and, so, that, and that's one thing that I always think about. Like, I mean, none of us by choice left our families and our homes and our friends. And like you said, just our homes by choice. You know, like obviously we, we came here looking for something better. You know? Yeah, I feel like a lot of immigrants are really here out of necessity. And that is the reality. And if you don't know an immigrant or you are not familiar with um I guess not very cultural, I will even say. Not so much about knowing an immigrant. There is really Americans that are very um, close-minded, I would yeah. say. And this is just my opinion, not to talk crap about anyone. I just feel like we, some of us do live in a bubble. You know, we're like, all of your friends are a certain race. You don't really um, have any other cultural friends around you so you it's really just ignorance right when you form an opinion of something that you absolutely have no idea of. yeah and and sometimes like like Millie said stop talking bad sometimes it's not even your choice um because of where you grew up maybe that's just you know it was a closed off a small town or something yeah. or like we were saying the media doesn't show everything but also it is your choice to get educated which yeah. is one of the reasons we wanted to start this podcast so that we could um hopefully share some information to educate some people or see the how really things are yeah i feel like it's 
easy to hate from far, but when you get closer to people, when you start a conversation, when you find interest in you know what's going on, it's not even just about those people. This like immigration is an issue um, in the country. You know it affects everyone. Yeah. So the more you decide to get closer to people and really understand, I feel like you will have a different perspective if you go into it with an open mind. And I hope that you know people that join um our community are just that you know people that want to have an open mind and really learn about other people's um, stories and struggles and also the place that this what this country has provided to them and maybe see this country through our lens um because we love this country we see this country as a land of opportunity like i said and sometimes um being here for most of your life you really do take certain things for granted yeah yeah i agree um yeah so my story is is a little different than millie's i would say in this case i came here by choice but also a little bit not like i um so i came here when i was 18 um my parents sent me here for college which is a huge blessing like that is a huge privilege that not many mexicans have you know um most mexicans live in poverty and i was uh lucky enough and not even lucky like my parents busted their butts you know to be able to send me here not not only me but several of my siblings um so i came here at 18 um for college and after three years when I was going to graduate, I um, obviously had the intention of finding a job, of having a career here, and which is the reason why I came, right? Um, so when I graduated college, I, uh, you know, had interviewed a lot, did a lot to find a job, and I uh, was lucky enough to find a job in Denver. Um, so since then, it's been seven years since I have been in Denver. Um, but like you said, it has not been easy. Easy. Even thinking back to college, um, you know, like I said, I was very lucky and very blessed that my parents were able to send me to college. But I also worked really hard during college. Like I, um, something that makes me, it hurts my heart a little. When I was back in college, I worked every semester that I was in college. Um, so I worked anything that I could. And being on a student visa, you're kind of limited. You can only work 20 hours a week. It's just this whole thing. Kind of like, like yeah. the same, you know, like you don't have the same opportunity to just go out and do whatever you want to make money to be in college. Like you have to work a little harder. So I was limited in the hours. Also, I can, if I wasn't working in school, I had to, I had to find a job that was related to my career field, which who wants to hire someone that's like, you know, to work in accounting, accounting which is basically when I'm just learning accounting. So um, that was definitely one thing that I always think back to college. So I worked um, from how many, so I can't even remember how many semesters we go to college, eight, four years, eight. Yeah. So six semesters out of eight, I worked janitorial services. And one thing that I always clearly and vividly remember about working janitorial services, like 95% of the crew was either Latino, African-American, or um, some other immigrant. Like, very rarely did I see a white person working janitorial. And you don't know how many times I applied for other jobs. Not, not. It wasn't until my seventh semester that I was able to get another, another job at school, which was um, actually a... Um, an assistant to a teacher, to a Spanish teacher, an assistant, um, which, you know, it in that case, it was beneficial to me that I was fluent in Spanish. Um, but I always remember that. I always thought, I always 
remember when I was like cleaning, I was like, this is so crazy. Like, and at that time, you know, I was just thankful to have a job, but I still think back to it and I can't, it, I can't not think about how obviously like the better jobs always went to the better jobs, the, you know, and to think that a lot of those immigrants are, um, you know, professionals in their country. Yeah. Um, that's the situation with my dad. You know, he is, um, he went to university in Mexico and the reality is, is that he wasn't going to come to the career that he went to Mexico in, but also he was probably making more money cleaning, uh, bathrooms than yes. the profession that he would be practicing in his own country. So that is, the reality of a lot of immigrants you know not that they're uneducated sure you know they um there is poverty in mexico and that's why most of us are here but there is good um education you know if you can afford it private schools are amazing i'm sure you know like there i remember i used to go back um to mexico when i was younger when i was a teenager and a lot of my cousins my age like they were way advanced yeah. when it came to like education yeah. you know but the money wasn't there. Mm -hmm. So it's like you really had to pick your poison, whether it be like stay in your country and maybe um, maybe hope and wish that things would change or come to the land of opportunity that and start from the bottom. Start from the bottom. <laughs> you know, that yeah. is that's that's how it is. It is, yeah. I think um, you know, just what you said makes me think a lot about how so many people have like they're so smart or they can they have all these talents but there's no way for them to get out and that's what we're doing here we try to find a way out and like i said i came here by choice as in it was my parents choice to send me here but it wasn't their choice to send their daughter away and not be able to see her you know i haven't been home obviously i, I not obviously i have been eight, lucky enough to see them once a year but that wasn't, you know, that's just the case for me. There's people that don't get to see their families at all. And that's kind of what I'm going through now. So like I said, so I ended up getting a job. And um, for those of you that don't know, once you graduate uh, college as an immigrant, you get a one-year permit to, I believe it's called an OPT. I can't, yeah, OPT, I can't remember. But basically you get one year to work um, and to use your career and whatever. But after that year, what happens? After the year, you either have to get um, some sort of work visa or you're out. And I have had many friends that have had to go back home which is it sucks like yeah. imagine coming here busting your butt to like get a good degree to like get good grades to shine and do everything and then just because you can't get a work visa you have to go back home um so luckily because of a treaty between the u.s mexico and canada um i am able to be here because i am on a special work visa um, which is called a tn visa um, which is a temporary visa. It's very different than a um, H-1B-1, which normally leads to having a green card or those you don't have to be renewing every year, which is a struggle that I'm uh, living in right now. So I'm currently on a work, uh, TN work visa. Um, I have to renew each year. So every year I go back home, I renew without knowing if they're going um, to give it to Yeah. Do you remember, I don't know if you remember last year, like I called you and I was just like, dude, I have to stay here one more week. Like they're not giving it to me today, which was they gave it to me, which was a good thing, but, um, you know, the rules change every time. And like, 
uh, you don't know what they they can tell you anything they want once you're at you know the consulate or whatever and I remember they were like oh yeah now we don't give it to you the same day and I was just like but I have my flight and I have to go back to work and I have to do all these things and thankfully I am lucky enough to have a job that is very understanding and very supportive of my situation that's another thing that I feel so blessed to have because um, I am able to have a supportive team that knows or they, and they don't know, but they have, through the years, I have shared with them the struggles of me being here and like what, they know that I want to be here and they know that I want to grow my career and everything. So I, I feel su supported by them, sorry. Um, but yeah, I remember last year that happened. So this year, because of what Millie was sharing earlier about um, the, um, the, pandemic. the pandemic and the government shutting down and just several offices not opening. I was not able to go back home. Um, so thankfully I was able to resolve my status by getting an extension of my permit. Uh, but it's also really hard. It's the one time a year that I get to see my grandma, that I get to see my parents, um, and I can't go home now. And so I definitely, you know, it's like a hard, like pick your battles. Like you said, like what, you know, I could go home and then just, I'm stuck there forever and then I lose my, you know, it's just like, I have my life here. You have it's to like make choices, I feel yeah. like. And mm -hmm. that, I think, um, you know, adding to that brings us kind of to our next point is like what it does to us psychologically. Yeah. You know, being an immigrant, how it's made us, um, like I said before, how it's shaped us into the people that we are now. Um, looking back at it, I feel like, um, Coming here to this country at such a young age, I was robbed of uh, many things. Uh, one being um, my childhood. Um, you know, coming here to a country where you, your parents are immediately, you know, going to a nine to five job or even a 12 hour job and having to be the person that, you know, takes care of my younger sibling, I was 100% robbed of my childhood because I knew that seeing my parents struggle, um, kind of like my needs and wants took a back seat because I didn't want to um, give my parents more things to worry about. Yeah. So when it came to, hey, I wasn't doing that great in school or I need help at, in homework and things like that, even education took a back seat because when you're coming into a country where your number one thing is survival, all of the other things that most normal, you know, quote unquote, children are going through, you're not, you're in a different mindset. You're in this like adult mindset, you know, yeah. you're, you know that your parents, one, don't belong to this country because that's the way it feels. And that's why the people around you make you feel, you know, too, that you don't, um, you cannot, you can be kicked out of this country at any moment Two, the opportunities Three, the opportunities that are given to you are not the same mm -hmm. because of color of your skin or because of your accent or because you plain just don't know English. Like those are the kind of things that an immigrant child is raised with, you know. So they're the way that they think, um, the way that psychologically it affects them, it's completely different than someone that has a normal American life per se. But I know that everyone does deal with struggles, you know, yeah. not to say like, oh, you know, like poor me, I have such a different, like, no, there's, I, like I said, I lived in a segregated neighborhood where there was, um, you know, like it's always been troubles with the police, um, crime, um, you know, racism, things like that. So 
early in life, I learned that I needed to suck it up. Yeah. Until later in life, when I started, um, you know, being like a young adult or a teenager, I started kind of rebel, like rebelling just because I you were tired of it. I was tired, you know, I was like holding it together for so long that there was a time where I just like wild out because it felt like I was just misunderstood. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, in, in my case, it's a little different because, um, I was able to live my childhood, you know, like my parents, um, worked hard or not not that your parents your parents obviously worked really hard too but um like my parents did it differently where I was able to still keep my childhood and then go off when I was older right but when I think about it like there's not a day like it I hate saying this because I am so thankful to be here um but there's not a day I didn't wish I was home you know like I see my friends posting about just like life at home and how much more simple life is in Mexico and I just I miss that I miss the things that I grew up with I miss being able to like go out the back door and see my grandma um I miss being able to just like go out on the street and buy some like tacos or anything just like what I grew up with it was hard to leave that um and but when I think of the struggles that I've had to live since since I moved here um I have, I have had to work harder than other people have just because of kind of like you were saying. So I remember also kind of taking it back to college. Like I hadn't spoken like English on a 24 seven thing like for years, for many, many years. Um, and not only did I have to come speak English, I had to like learn this whole other language for my career. So um, I got a, my degree is in accounting. And I remember when I was in my first accounting class, they were talking about a basic term um, in accounting, which was like, I'm gonna say it's like an asset liability. and it's not even an accounting term. Like people use it also non-accounting. And I remember I was like, what does that even mean? Like, I remember I had to go home, like, like use Google translate so much. Like it was a struggle. And even since I have graduated, I feel like my opportunities have been way more limited than someone that isn't, um, an immigrant or on a work visa or in my situation. Um, you know, I haven't even been able to, uh, go get a master's degree. Why? Because I don't have, um, the opportunity because I'm not um, American I don't have the opportunity to get scholarships or grants or anything so I would have to pay out of pocket for that and I'm not getting paid more than my coworker, you know so like they can get grants they can get scholarships and I don't have that opportunity so I've been putting that in the back burner because that's not something that's like possible for me right now or just like being able to you know I have a lot of friends that have been able to um, jump to different companies or do different jobs because that's what they want and their careers are growing so much and I feel like I have been like stuck for a long time because why because my uh my certain visa status is only allows me to work my job and not do anything else so you know even I haven't been able to even go after the hobbies that I want because I can't do anything else outside of my job on my work visa. So yeah, so I, you know, like when people say like, oh, you have like a really good paying job or your career or whatever. Yeah, but I can't do anything else. Like I can't do any of the things that make me happy because I am not allowed to, you know, yeah. and it's like, it's frustrating, I would say. And, you know, not to say that like you like you said, we have definitely had a lot more opportunity than if we were in yeah. our country. Um, but 
that's not to say that there's been so much um, hurdles and struggles and challenges that a lot of people, whether it's people back home or people here that we um, see on a daily basis, don't really know um, those struggles and those challenges. People really like to see just at the surface. And back to what you were saying um, about, you know, like Instagram and social media and all of that. Yeah, we post beautiful pictures and we care about aesthetics and things like that. But the reality is that we, all of us have a deeper story of why it is like who we are. And also I feel like as immigrants and millennial immigrants, we do have a responsibility, um, if anything, to at least like talk about it. Yeah. Um, you know, to talk to even your friends about it. Because I know that for a very long time for me, I was ashamed of being an immigrant. Like very, not so much shame of my culture or like being Mexican or anything, but there is very, like negative people put you in a box yeah i think I, I think i understand what you're saying because of because of your stat kind of like you were saying because of your status because of how you got here like yeah. it's hard to not like you don't want to say that because people have this idea of oh you came here illegally or this or that you know like you you probably are this you rob you like do bad things yeah. like and, and that's not and that's not, not the case yeah. exactly and people do put you in a box they feel like um, it, you know, it's already hard enough being a woman, um, where, you know, we don't get paid the same at, as men, yeah. as white men. Um, it's already hard being a person of color. It's already hard being, um, your immigration status. All of those things that when people don't understand, it's hard to have this conversation because they really do put you in a box. And, um, if you don't really have a good sense of who you are, that can just really mess with your insecurities and your self-esteem. Um, I have definitely become a stronger woman in the last couple of years. So I know exactly who I am and why I decided to now have this podcast with Cynthia because we feel like we're in a place in our lives where we don't know, we don't have all of the answers, but we do know that talking about um, subjects that are interesting to us um, do make us feel like we're stronger for it, right? Yeah. Like talking about it. Um, and also when we hear, you know, our friends and people that follow us on social media have similar stories. I'm like, wow, we're not alone. We are a big community and we are not what the, what, um, the news or media wants to portray us to be. We're way more than that. Um, so yeah, I'm just happy that we're, we're sharing our stories here with you today. Yeah. And on my hand, I, I have always been very proud to share my story, you know, like share because not very proud, you know, but like very proud of how far I've gotten. Like I've been here alone, even though my parents were the ones who thankfully sent me here, I've been here alone for a decade now. Um, and I have had to basically just like all of this that I have been able to achieve has been because I have wanted to. Like, even if, though my parents sent me, if I hadn't taken advantage of that opportunity, my life would have turned out completely different, you know? Um, and uh, like you were saying, like, I, I do love sharing I, I love it when people like tell me like, oh, like it loves like it looks like you have a good paying job or whatever, because that gives me an opportunity to share with them like, hey, like this is really what I'm going through, you know, like, um, you know, it might look like that, but uh, I have been wanting to do this and I can't or this is what I have to do. And I have had people reach out to me like, hey, how do you do this? And um, it's cool being able to also be helpful and say, hey, this is what I'm doing. Like, maybe you could do this. Like even, you know, my little brother 
came to the U.S. after me. So he kind of had the same story where he came to college. So now I'm able to guide him, For and that. he and he doesn't have to go through this whole struggle by himself, you know, and like and not know what to do with like how the process works or this or that. And so I I do feel like I was able to make his journey a little bit easier um, by having you know that lived experience. yeah yeah lived that on my own yeah. I get to relate to that uh, when it comes to my younger siblings because. Um, if you guys don't know, I am the oldest out of four. So my younger siblings, they, um, they're all born here in the, well, no, except for my younger brother. Um, but my other two siblings, they were born in the States and they still have a hard time adapting. Even though they're American, it's hard to adapt when you have two cultures, you know, when your parents are immigrants and you're born in the U.S., you still feel like a sense of, you know, you're still being you, raised. You don't know where you belong. You don't belong, exactly. In fact, that takes us back to our title of this episode, Nidia uh, Kinida, yeah, because a lot of the time, especially when you're pursuing, you know, higher education, when you are pursuing different hobbies that are not um, related to your culture, a lot of people see you as, oh, you are trying to be white yep. or you're whitewashed. I mean, I had a family member tell me that uh, just a couple of weeks ago um, because of the music that I listen to, maybe the food that I eat now, maybe the way I express myself. So it's a constant struggle to not be Mexican enough for your Mexican uh, family and friends and not be American enough for your American friends and family. That's kind of like the where we're at now as millennial immigrants, not really for some people, they might know exactly who they are, you know, yeah. and that's amazing. And that's kind of what we're trying to figure out. But it really is a balance of, you know, this is who I am. I'm both. Yeah. And, you know, like this makes me think when I go home, uh, you know, my friends say it as a joke, but every time like I'm talking and without me wanting, you know, I'll be like, um, or like. I'll just say a little English word or something that I can't remember, and they'll, they're like, "Ay, ya te quieres gringa? Ay, qué pocha eres?" or whatever. And I know they say it like jokingly, like not in a you know harmful or hateful way, but it I don't think they understand. Like I've had to get better at my English. Like I'm very self conscious when I'm at work. You know, I'm very self conscious that the emails I'm writing are in good grammar, or when I'm giving a presentation at work, that what I'm saying is right. And then I go home and I'm just trying to have a normal conversation and I forget a word or two. Or here, I'm thinking, and sometimes, you know, at work, I'm talking and I literally, I'm going like, um, thinking in yeah, Spanish. Yeah, I'm thinking, and I'm like, wait, let me just start over. Like, I, you know, and so I, and, it's very stressful, like, it, and it. That's why I was saying, like, every time I go home, like, I know they don't do it in a bad way, but they don't know what it's like to actually like feel pressured, you know, or to adapt, like, or adapt to adapt. Yeah, yeah, the adapt adapting has definitely been, you know, one of the biggest like struggles and challenges. Is like, okay, where is it that you're still proud of your heritage, of your culture, of your race, of your you know where you come from but also again because we do love this country is adapting to new um, expectations yeah. to new rules to new uh, morals like there's just so much difference and also finding the things that are alike where you realize hey this is just like it's back in Mexico mm -hmm. why are we fighting why do we hate each other so much when 
if you really um, try to understand people and you find the similarities instead of wanting to put a you know a magnifying glass to our differences I feel like that is where we are gonna draw like have a good balance you know this yeah. is a, it's a complicated subject um, immigration uh, immigration reform you know not to say hey open the doors to everyone like we understand that it is very complex it's difficult it's, that there are laws that there's laws like we completely understand there is no easy answer for this, but I feel like if we start putting like a face, um, start looking at, start seeing immigrants and everyone that's trying to come into this country as humans and put be a little bit more like humanity, um, understand like, okay, what is this person going through? Like, what can governments do, you know, to yeah. help each other instead of, um, making it so much more about the money because yeah. that really is it at is. the end of the day all about um the economy and the money and who's making more and under i've always said this and i've always felt like immigrants are the new it's like modern day slavery and that might not be a very you know popular opinion to some people but it really is because if you think about it immigrants are not most of these companies, they're not, they're we're not know. fully free. Like I said, I'm not even fully not free. Fully. It's know? modern. I think it's modern slavery. Um, that's my opinion because it's benefiting someone. Yeah. Who that is, I don't know. But the reality is that immigrants are people, they're humans. Um, we have feelings, we have dreams and hopes. And it's not just, oh, you know, you're. Uh, not from here you're different you don't belong here that is not I, I don't feel that is the case and I feel like I definitely belong here I feel like you belong here we all belong here for as long as we respect and we love this country and we're not doing anything criminal or illegal like what you know that yeah we should be a, a welcoming country which it was back then you know but things have changed with um, over the years especially with this last administration um, we can thank Donald Trump for some things that, you know, that have been said, but I also, I'm also very thankful for him because it has really lifted the veil. I think so. I all, think, yeah. everything that has, you know, that has been going on for many years now. I, I think, you know, many things that he said that he did enraged people and, you know, gave them that little push that they needed to speak up and to come and like, um, like say, Hey, this is not the right thing or, Hey, I'm actually a person or, Hey, like I have rights too. you know, like I think, um, as bad of a person as he is and some of the bad things that he did, I think, um, like you said, some of the things that he did gave us that push that we needed um, yeah. to show up. Even us, you know, it gave us like, it, it made yeah. us be like, Hey, we're going to speak up and say, that's not true. Hey, yeah. this is what we're really going through. Or this is the, you know, this or that. Like, um, yeah, like, like I've said before, I'm so thankful to be in this country and I, I want to keep being here and I want to grow my career and like, um, live a life here. And like I said, some of my siblings live here now. So, um, one day I hope that I can bring my parents here into a better life because they busted their butts. They're still at home busting their butts so that we can live a better life here. And, um, it just, uh, so many people live like that. So many people are having to be here alone. Um, which is kind of like my, my story, which is I have to be here alone when my whole family and my friends are in Mexico 
Um, and it's not easy to be here alone. And thankfully, I found uh, my my friends and my family here, like Millie, um, that have made me feel like this is my new home. But uh, that's another thing that people always have to, you know, keep in mind that I feel like you know, it wasn't my choice to leave my family behind, you know, like it was to look for a better life and to be better. Because even now when I, I was, I was talking to my grandma yesterday because it was her birth. Yes. No, the day before yesterday, because it was her birthday. And I was telling her like, Hey grandma, like, I'm so sorry. I can't go this year. This is, you know, this is what's happening. And she goes, you know what? It's okay. Um, uh, she says, I'd rather you be there where you can actually like put food on your table than be here. And then all of us are struggling, you know? And so like, that just like broke my heart to like hear her say that. I was, I was like, I wish that you could be here with me. Yeah. It's so sad sometimes. Um, but those are the things that, um, keep us motivated, yeah. um, to understand that, you know, people are, it's a sacrifice that we're doing and hopefully at the end of all this, you know, patience, I feel like is one thing that immigrants, yes. you really do have to learn that. It's yes. one of the, the many, uh, benefits I would say, you know, we have to be, I hope we live a long life, um, with full of patience and hopefully, you know, things get better. Um, there is some sort of reform, um, and, we hope to be part of that movement yes. and hopefully by having this podcast speaking and up, speaking using our voices, up, using our voices uh, talking to our friends and family about um, the way we feel, our experiences, this really opens the door to um, new beginnings and change. Yeah, I think so. I think, um, I think Millie and I are both taking advantage of our opportunity to be here. We are trying to, um, you know, create better lives for ourselves, for our kids, for, um, our families now. And so, um, I think we are so blessed to be here. We're so blessed to be able to have the opportunity to be here, have the jobs that we have, live the lives that we um, do. And we we love being able to share this opportunity, I mean, this opportunity, our experience with you guys. Um, and to see, you know, if you guys um, are living through the same thing with us, we, we love being able to connect with all of you guys that are living through the same struggles. And if you are living through a different struggle, like we would love to hear your story. Yeah, We'd love and to if you never even... You know, like we said, sometimes it really is just ignorance. Um, and not to say that ignorance is like a bad thing. Some people just genuinely do not know yeah. anything about um, the immigration process. They don't know about the struggles that even immigrants that already have, you know, some sort of like status here, what kind of challenges they yeah. face being without their family and friends, um, all of the, or the not feeling um, American enough or Mexican enough, and those things truly do um, affect all of us as a society. Uh, when people that are living here in our society are feeling out of place, they feel like that just goes for not such a, a closed country. And I think we're seeing that now that we all feel really divided. Um, so if we just try to understand each other a little bit more. I feel like it would just benefit us all. And I feel like we would just live in a better country for all. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. Um, yeah. <laughs> we, we, I, I really enjoyed doing this episode today with you. Um, we love, like I said, we love sharing this, our stories with you and just know that you are not alone. We are all like, 
um, working hard to make our lives, our um, this country, a better home for us and the people that are coming um, after us. So yeah. we we hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, yeah. If you guys want to keep the conversation going, like um, message us. Anything like if you want to share your stories, your experiences with us, we would love to hear yeah. that. Or any questions, you know that. Uh, the things that we talked about here today, like work visa, DACA, um, immigration process, the struggles that we face. If you guys have any questions on that, please message us. We're happy to talk about it. Um, any other topics that you guys would like for us to discuss? I know this topic is a little bit um, a serious topic. Yeah, on the heavier um, side. On the heavier side. And, you know, sometimes people try to stay away from those kind of topics. Not to say that we're not going to have any more fun. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we love to talk about all fashion, food, and all the music everything will have more uh, lighter and fun topics but I feel like today was a great um, opportunity to reintroduce our podcast and who we are and what we're all about so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and we have we hope we have more of this because this was really fun yeah it was also some exciting news this has nothing to do with the episode but Millie gets married in less than a week <laughs> she is getting married next week so we are super excited and <gasps> uh, Stay tuned on our Instagram because I will be behind the cameras posting things about Millie's wedding. So um, I'm so excited. Yeah, it'll be fun. Now I'm all nervous all over again. But again, thank you, amigas, for tuning in. Um, We really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, Like I mentioned earlier, this episode will still be up on uh, our Spotify and Apple Podcasts later today as uh, regularly scheduled. And if you guys like this format, if you guys enjoyed enjoyed us doing a live let us enjoyed you know felt a little bit more connected let us know uh we would love to keep uh doing these and we'll see you next time hasta luego